You've got ideas, you've got ambition, you've got no time, or so you think. I'm Marissa Lonick, and I help busy moms with big dreams and no time. Join me each week as I dive into time management strategies, goal setting and achieving framework, and inspiring guests who are juggling mom life, work life, fill in the blank life. Dreams don't work unless you do, and just because you're a mom doesn't mean you can't still make it happen, whatever it means to you. Welcome to the Mama Work It podcast. Hello, 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 friends. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Mama Work It podcast. If you don't know me, my name is Marissa Lonick. I am a working mama four and what I lovingly refer to as a time momager and a biz momager. Two terms I like to use a lot on this show, in my books, in my talks, and in my business, Mama Work It in general. So these are my tried and true philosophies and strategies when it comes to managing your time and your work without losing your damn mind as a busy AF mama. So a while back, I created an episode all about morning routines, okay? We did an episode all about what I do every morning or what I intend to do most mornings. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I would highly recommend you do that after listening to today's episode because it will change your life. And we're going to link that in the show notes so you can easily access that. So for real, when I started implementing a consistent morning routine into my hectic working mom life, everything changed for me in the best possible way. I had more energy. I felt less tired. I was in a better mood throughout the day. I had more patience with my kids. I had more focus in my work. Like it was a legit game changer for me. And in that episode on morning routines, I give you tons of tips of things I often do in my own morning routine to help you get started with yours. You can take what works for you, leave what doesn't, and implement a morning routine for yourself. It is a really action-oriented podcast episode. Now, I also do a bunch of things in the evenings though, and I thought it was about damn time. I did an episode on this. You know you were going to sing that in your head if I didn't sing it out loud. Anyway, so I thought it was about time, about damn time. I did an episode on this because to be totally honest, a good evening slash nighttime routine can be really as impactful, if not more impactful than a good morning routine. Like I'm talking better sleep, longer sleep, less stress and anxiety, less chaotic mornings, the list goes on. A good evening routine will also help you not only be more productive, it's going to help you feel better. And if you've been hanging out with me for a while, you've likely heard me say this before, when you feel good, you do good. These things go together, your wellness and your output, your productivity, your motivation, your efficiency, all of it. So today I want to dive into some practical hacks, some things I often do in the evenings that help me stay on top of my time, my tasks, my energy, even my wallet. Yes, yes, even my wallet. Because yes, managing your time and your tasks, it allows you to save lots of things. It allows you to save things like your sanity, 
like your money, your patience, your rest, you name it. So if you're someone who right now is feeling like you end the night just exhausted, feeling like you've been running around all day long, probably in circles because all you can do is think about everything you didn't do that day and you find yourself just like numbing out, doom scrolling reels or TikTok videos or getting a little too invested in the Facebook mommy group posts and going to bed too late and just feeling consistently shitty about not being able to stay on top of things like your housework, your work work, spending quality time with your kids without getting upset um, because you're just so tired, right? You're so tired. Maybe they won't go to bed or whatever reason. I've got you covered today. I've got you covered. So I want to also mention that an evening routine is not only good for you, mama, it is good for your kids. Yes, kids who have a solid routine in place, whether that's in the morning, in the evening, after school, wherever you can get a solid routine there at home, those kids are often happier, better behaved, and go to bed more easily. Yes. So if you're having trouble with nighttime routine and getting your kids to go to sleep, maybe a new routine is exactly what you need or some type of routine in general. All right. So without further ado, we're going to dive into a bunch of things that I would recommend for an evening nighttime routine. Again, Take what feels good, leave what doesn't. This is not an all or nothing approach, right? And hopefully this is going to help you have a more productive, better evening in your life. All right, number one, meal planning. I cannot even begin to tell you how much meal planning has impacted my life in such a good way. And before you go judging this and being like, oh, I hate deciding on stuff like this in advance. Like, what if I'm not in the mood to eat what I planned that day? Or this doesn't feel like my flowy style. Let me just say this, okay? This is not a one-size-fits-all approach. Like, you do not need to plan meticulously to meal plan, okay? You don't even need to, like, prep in advance. So if the idea of chopping veggies on a Sunday night makes you just want to like throw up, don't worry. You don't need to do this. You just need to pick some sort of plan around your meals. So even for me in my life, my meal planning strategies, they have evolved over time. And what worked for me a few years ago has shifted and changed to work for me now. So here are the main things you want to remember when it comes to meal planning to help you ensure your evening routine is less chaotic with less decisions to make, with less work to do. Do this weekly meal planning, at least for the weeknights of your week, because the last thing you want to do after a day of work and school and soccer and dance and whatever else you've got going on on a random Tuesday is deciding now at the final hour what you're going to make for dinner. Decision fatigue is a real thing. Like it affects us all. And especially it affects moms because we're not only making decisions for ourselves, we're making decisions for other people in our lives. And by the time the evening rolls around, we're tired, right? You don't need to add decisions to make on top of the ones you have to make. So make it easier on yourself to have those decisions made in advance. The other thing to keep in mind when it comes to meal planning is to work the meal plan around your schedule. 
What do I mean by this? Like decide what the meals are in consideration with what's already on the agenda. Meals are an easy thing to adjust when it comes to life. You can easily decide to do leftovers versus a time-consuming chicken dish, for example, versus changing around what your other plans are, like driving to extracurricular activities or having an evening meeting for work, right? You can easily shift what's for dinner versus shifting those other things in your life. So work your meal plan around your life. Pick stuff that is going to flow with your day, not add extra work to an already very work-heavy day. The last thing when it comes to meal planning is to have some sort of board or calendar or space where you write down these menu items in your home where everyone can see them. This is really, really important. Why is this so helpful? Not only is this helpful to you as a reminder, right? You need those reminders. We don't need to store all the meal plans up in our head. It's good to have them in a central place there, but it's also helpful for everyone else in your home to know what to expect, whether that's part of the preparation or the cooking process that they're expected to support in, whether it's simply just knowing so you're not getting that question on repeat throughout the day, what's for dinner? What are we having for dinner? And if you've got kids maybe who can't read yet, this is a great way to either introduce reading to them or there's some cute little like images. I've seen little magnets with foods on them that are just adorable. You can get really creative with this and you can use things like that. But overall, meal planning is going to make your evening routine a hell of a lot easier. So start doing this stat if you're not already. All right. Our second evening routine tip here is a clean kitchen. A clean kitchen. You guys, there's no better feeling in this world. Okay, wait. Hold on. Maybe maybe there actually is one better feeling. And that is an empty laundry basket. For me, that is like the best feeling because I really dislike doing laundry. But a clean kitchen, if you ask me, is up there with like the the top five best feelings uh, to have about things in your house, right? Like how good do you feel when your kitchen is in order? There are no dishes in the sink. There are no crumbs on the counter. There's no clutter all around. It smells good. Like a clean kitchen just makes you feel good. And when is the best time to clean the kitchen? Well, I think it's after dinner in the evening because going to bed with this indescribable feeling of euphoria is not only going to help you sleep better, it's going to set up your next day, your morning for success. Because when you walk into a clean kitchen first thing, like I don't need to tell you, it's going to be a good day right? It's probably going to be a good day. And I mean, it's definitely not going to be a bad day. It's not going to be a bad day because you know what it feels like to walk into your kitchen when it looks like a hot mess and that's the first thing you see. And all of a sudden, even if you were feeling a tinge of goodness that morning, it just all goes to shit because now you got to clean up a messy kitchen first thing in the morning. So start your day off right with a clean kitchen. So if this is something you're not already doing consistently, you're going to want to add this into your evening nighttime routine. And if this is something you are doing consistently, but you hate doing, like you really think it sucks, you wish it wasn't part of your nightly routine, well, I'm going to give you a few pointers to make this so much easier, so much better, so much more enjoyable for you. So here we go. 
you are going to set a timer for 30 minutes. Now, you may not spend the entire 30 minutes cleaning the kitchen, especially when you get really good at this. But what I'm about to tell you, nonetheless, you're going to do it for 30 minutes because you're likely going to want to include my next tip on here during this time, what I like to call the evening power half hour. So setting a timer does a lot of good for you because it gives you a deadline. And most of us work more efficiently when we've got a deadline versus when we don't. Uh, It also kind of gamifies something that doesn't necessarily feel fun. So it's like adding a little bit of a competitive edge, a competitive layer where it makes us want to play the game and ultimately win the game because who doesn't like to win? It helps keep us focused and eliminate distractions, which is key here. The reason why a lot of tasks we normally do take so long, like washing dishes or folding laundry or whatever it is that you dislike doing is because we get distracted and we don't just power through the task at hand. We check our phone. We see something else that needs to be done and we take care of it. And then we have to come back to what we were doing and we have to kind of start over, like get ourselves hyped up again. We get interrupted. Like lots of things interfere with this. So what we want to have is we want to have laser focus during this evening power half hour, which is going to include cleaning the kitchen. And you're going to focus on three things when it comes to cleaning the kitchen and only three, okay? You're going to focus on dishes, counters, and floors. Now, there is absolutely nothing wrong with getting support in these tasks. You can delegate chores to your littles. You can share these tasks with your significant other. You can swap days. But even if you find you're doing these solo, it's still very much doable and easy during this time frame, and probably even quicker, like I said. So first, you're going to pop on an either an awesome playlist, a podcast, or an audiobook that you are invested in. Then you're going to set your timer and then you're going to go. You're going to do all the dishes first, either load them up in the dishwasher or wash them up. Then you're going to wipe all the counters, stovetop, table. Then you're either going to sweep or you're going to vacuum the floor. We use one of those handheld vacuums in our homes. We call it the dust buster. Does anybody still call it that? Or did I just totally age myself? I probably just aged myself. That's okay. Um, But that thing is super helpful. You should get one of those if you don't own one. And the key to all this is you're going to either silence your phone or you're going to turn it over so you're not distracted by every notification going off during this window of time. You're not going to check your phone at all during the evening power half hour. You are going to power through. All right. Let me move on to my next tip here because it kind of goes with the evening power half hour. The next tip is you are going to prep tomorrow's lunches, diaper bags, outfits, all the things. Okay, so I mentioned, like I said, there was another set of things you wanted to include in this 30-minute time frame, and that's what this is. You are going to prep anything and everything you can for the next day. I want you to think about lunches, snacks, diaper bags, outfits for you, for the kids, maybe your workout outfit for the morning, lay that out. Whatever needs to be prepped for the following morning and that you can do in advance, do it. Sometimes I am like a total overachiever and I even do things like overnight oats or slow cooker oatmeal and that makes even just breakfast that much easier the next 
morning. So adding any sort of next day prep here is key because the more you can prep the night before, the more set up for success you will be in the morning. The next tip I have for you when it comes to evening routines is going to go a little deeper when it comes to using your phone. Now, a lot of people, especially moms, fall into this trap of hours and hours of time spent on their phones in the evening time. And what happens is after a long scrolling sesh or game sesh or whatever it is we're doing on our phone sesh, we come up for air and it's either super late or we feel super crappy because we've been comparing our real life to someone's social media life, which is not the same. Or we're overwhelmed with all the ideas from Pinterest and we start feeling bad or guilty or totally incapable of completing any of them. Or insert whatever other icky feeling you get when you've spent too much time on your phone instead of doing something that actually fills you up in a good way. So the key here is setting up some rules, some boundaries when it comes to your phone in the evening hours. Maybe this is a clear-cut rule that you just don't look at your phone between the hours of 5 and 8 p.m. so you can have real quality time with your family. Maybe this is a rule that you don't go on your phone once you've gotten into your bed. Maybe it's a time limit you set for how long you allow yourself to be on social or to play that game that you like to play. Whatever it is, set a boundary, set a rule when it comes to how often and when you're using your phone in the evening hours, because I would venture to guess you are spending more time with this device than you'd like. And even cutting it back 25 or 50% would make a big difference in your evenings and in your life right now. Okay, the next tip I have about evening and nighttime routines is all about self-care. Now, I don't actually suggest you wait until the evening to practice some type of self-care because statistically speaking, you are far more likely to get done the things you don't leave for the end of the day. So I actually recommend self-care earlier in the day rather than later. Nonetheless, that doesn't mean your evening routine cannot also include some type of self-care as long as it's not your only time spent on self-care throughout the day. Got it? Okay, good. So what are some ideas for an evening form of self-care? This could be a ton of things. It could be drinking a cup of your favorite herb tea. It could be 15 or 20 minutes of reading. It could be a face mask. It could be a hot shower. It could be a quick power walk or 10 minutes of lifting your dumbbells. It could be journaling. It could be creative writing. Whatever it is, Try to ensure you've got something in your evening routine that is just for you. Now hear me out because I don't want you to make this mistake when it comes to evening self-care. A lot of moms will often spend this time numbing out by cruising social media, by playing a game on their phone like I mentioned earlier. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with this. But I want you to ask yourself this question, okay? This is a really important question. How do you feel after you've done this? If you feel like your cup is full, cool. That can absolutely count as self-care. If you feel like shit, that's not self-care. That's avoiding self-care by doing what's now become a habit or the status quo or the norm you see on these memes. And that's actually the opposite of self-care. That's toxic. You're adding toxicity to your life 
not taking care of yourself. So it doesn't mean you can't do those things, but it does mean maybe you need to add some form of self-care to this evening routine or take 15 minutes of that time and swap it with some form of real self-care, an activity that makes you feel whole again, not even more depleted once you're done. Okay, we are almost done. This is our last and final tip when it comes to evening routines, and that is to set your intention for the next day. Have you ever heard that expression, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail? This is so true, you guys. Like, If you don't have a plan, how will you actually get it done? How will you show up in the best possible way? How will you live the life you want to live? You won't. Because you won't even know what that life looks like because you haven't set the intention. So how do you do this? It is super, super simple. What I will often tell my clients to do, and this is part of the process, the strategy that we do in the Word to Your Mother journal planner that I developed, which I am linking that, by the way, in today's show notes, great part of an evening routine. I often tell my clients to pick a word, one word about how they want to feel the next day, how they want to show up. And then they base all the decisions they're making that day around that word. So if their word is happy, for example, well, the decisions they make, the way they're spending their time, the goals they set for themselves are hopefully going to align with that intention. And that intention is going to probably help them complete the task at hand in a better, happier way. Now, maybe the word is rest. Maybe they've been working so hard and the next day really just needs to be a day where rest takes precedence. Well, they're going to think twice about how they're approaching things the next day. Maybe they're going to just stick to what's necessary and they're not going to go above and beyond like they normally would. And they're going to be intentional about taking breaks or setting boundaries or whatever else needs to happen in order for the intention of rest to lead the day. So last tip here for an evening routine uh, that you want to implement perhaps is about setting an intention, picking a word for your next day. So there you have it. These are some pretty awesome and incredible tips if you ask me when it comes to developing a solid, consistent, and epic evening routine to help you better momage your time, your energy, your life. Now, I challenge you to take just one of these tips and start doing them tonight. And I would love to know which one you're going to start implementing right away. So reach out to me. DM me on Instagram. I'm at the handle let mama work it or send me an email. Let me know. I really, really, I really want to know which one you're going to pick. And finally, before you go, this is the final invite in case you haven't heard to our free masterclass happening tonight, September 6th. Maybe this is your form of self-care this evening, okay? Join us and participate in this awesome training where you will not only learn a ton of time management and productivity tips if you're a mom building a business right now, but also could win some ridiculously cool stuff from either me or other incredible entrepreneurs who generously donated to this event. The link is in the show notes to sign up. I'm pumped to be delivering this free training, and I really hope to see you there. Thanks for listening, Mama. Now go work your evening routine. You've been listening to the Mama Work It podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. 
and would love if you could take a quick minute to leave me a review on whichever platform you're listening from, and maybe even send a note to a fellow mama friend recommending it. Reviews and recs help this podcast grow and reach more like-minded, awesome moms. And if you haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to click that button so we can stay in touch, girl. By the way, if you haven't checked out the Mama Work It website, please do. There are lots of free resources and great articles there that can help you with the juggle of work life, mom life, wife life, fill in the blank life. So head on over. Thanks again for being part of the tribe. I'll see you soon, but in the meantime, keep on working it, mama.